the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. Hey, the mic's working. I wonder what happened. Did you know what happened? Did you ever find out? I have no clue. Oh. Yesterday, the mic number one was somehow silent. So I don't know to, why that happened either. We had to bring mic three in. And I forgot to tell Chris about it. Because Chris on our sister station uses the same studio for his morning show, Philadelphia's Morning Answer with Chris DeGaulle on 990 uh, on the free on your on your dial on WNTP. I forgot to mention that to him. Ooh, I hope he didn't have trouble this morning. I don't think he did. I listened to the podcast this morning and it was fine. Good. Good to know. Good to know we're technologically up and running. I'm going to guess that guy Chuck, our engineer, had something to do with this. If I had to point the finger in a good way at anybody, he probably helped out. So, anyhow, that's neither here nor there. We're here, and we're excited to be back and doing the program today. The uh, forecast today, sunny, breezy, 53, the high. The, that's what I'm told, but the, it's kind of windy, actually. It felt colder than that. Clear night, low 25. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, high 38. Flyers beat Columbus last night, 5-1. Five different Flyers scoring. I like it when it's spread around. Then there's, like, strength the team is deep. So to speak, Travis Konechny is 20th on the year. Goal, a couple assists. Carter Hart, 28 saves on 29 shots. Uh, Kevin Hayes, Sean Couturier actually each had a, one of the goal scorers. They each had their 18th. And now they head to Columbus for back, a back-to-back deal, home-and-home thing. They play at Columbus tomorrow night at 7. Won't be long. In fact, Saturday, by the way, for those who are baseball fans, the Phillies are at Detroit. Saturday afternoon at 1. I think that's their spring training opener. It'll be here before you know it. So today, um, we have a few things going on. But before we go anywhere with anything, I want to remind you, of our, I've been talking about our party this coming Sunday. It's going to be here before you know it, just a few days from now, at China Garden in Willow Grove, noon till 3. Very delicious and affordable buffet. It's nine ninety five adults, five ninety five kids, 12 and under. And I'll have a nice spread out so you'll have that to enjoy whenever you get there. Maybe you go to church and you swing by on the front end or the back end, or maybe you come early and just stay and keep grazing and we keep chatting. That'll be fine too. Gonna have prizes to hand out, and you can even win uh, a buffet spot at the table if you would, or uh, perhaps a buffet table of four. So, right now, I just wanna make a winner and throughout the show, draw some names from those who have entered. And uh, Denise in Philadelphia, our first one. And I'll send all the details to Denise via email if you want to. Congratulations, Denise. If you want to get in on this, WFIL.com is where you go. And uh, if you want to enter to win, and just click the contest page and you'll see where to do that. Uh, as for just coming by, if you want to you know, pay for your lunch and just come by and be part of it, it's very affordable again and a nice time, you can just stop by. There's no reservations needed. Just come by and enjoy. That's this coming Sunday, noon till 3 China Garden in Willow Grove. I think it's called the Regency Square Shopping Center is the actual name of it. There's a Staples in there, and there's a uh, Duncan on the corner, and uh, China Garden's on the far right. So I'm looking forward to it for a lot of reasons. 
And maybe the top reason is just to be able to spend time meeting listeners. We've had the pleasure of making friends over the last couple of years on the show and, and through the station, uh, through calls and texts and stuff, but a chance to actually meet people face-to-face and spend some time talking. That's going to be a highlight uh, for me. And I've been to this place a, a number of times. It's a nice place, and it should be really uh, you know, conducive to having that chat time and, and over a good, good meal. Uh, so that's this coming Sunday. Looking forward to that. And again, details, including if you want to enter to win some, a uh, spot at the table at WFIL.com. Congratulations again to Denise. We'll make a few more winners during the course of this hour. Uh, Danny, we mentioned, you know, uh, one of the other things people need to know about on our website, we have a place where people can take surveys and uh, polls and there's fun stuff like that and quizzes every now and again, and you can win prizes even just for giving your opinion. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be amazing. If you could just win a prize for, like you say, I like the color blue. Danny, here's a prize. I'd love that. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? So we do stuff like that. The questions aren't that much more difficult than what color do you like? I mean- they're, they're like right now we have a favorite president survey, you know, being February and we had a president's day just a couple of days ago. So help yourself to those quizzes every now and again and the polls and all that and the surveys. They're fun to take. And uh, Anna, our marketing department, works hard on those and puts those together and we collaborate some and uh, we're up for ideas, too. Feel free if you have a fun question you'd like to pose to the rest of the audience. You're welcome to always send a note in and you can contact us by emailing Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. So I thought before we get into our, we have a guest or two going to be joining us this hour, Danny, but before we do that, I had a little more presidential trivia I didn't get to use on Monday. Can I lay it on you here? Please share. Are you ready? Go ahead. Did you know that there are actually three presidents who have won a Grammy? Really? It's true. Who? Do I have to guess? Oh, you want me to tell you? I just (laughs) thought I was going to tell you that, that it was true. Yeah, I can. T- well, do you want to take a guess? No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Obama's probably one of them. You are correct. Okay. Oh man, but the others, I don't know. I'm out. Well, that was a good guess. Is there, is there a Bush in there? No. Bill Clinton. I was gonna say Bill. Darn it. And and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Does it's it say true. what they won their Grammys for? They won uh, prizes for best spoken word album. For audio versions of their biographies. Oh. So there's a theme there. Yeah. Keep in mind, if you're ever president and you do an audio version of your biography, you may very (laughs) well wind up with a Grammy. That seems to be a pretty nice straight path if you ever wondered how to get a Grammy in your grubby little hands. (laughs) Uh, Similarly, there are four presidents who were once cheerleaders. Yeah. Sis, boom, ba, bugs, bunny, bugs, bunny, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> you like Looney Tunes, right? Sure. That's one of the that's one of the uh, things Bugs used to do. I love Bugs Bunny and all those guys. You want to take a guess at which presidents might have been a cheerleader? Okay. Uh, they're all in the past hundred or so years, so yeah. it's nothing super. It wasn't like George I Washington. Think it'd be anything too recent? Um, or you would have heard about it. Yeah. It had been on Twitter. Or it would something. have been on some type of debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't you a cheerleader? Yeah, exactly. You can't. You have to do more than cheer this country on. You have to lead. <laughs> what have you ever led? Cheering doesn't count. So, man, okay. Well, they also have to have been in school, and they would have had to have been educated. See, look at you go. Look, at, I can see the wheels I'm turning. Thinking, okay, I'm I see thinking, smoke coming out of your ears. I know. I'm thinking. Is there? It, uh, McKinley? No. 
I'm surprised you even know that one. I wouldn't have remembered him. What? Yeah. I told you I, I used to be able to say all the presidents. Oh, that's right. Um, two Democrat, two Republican, I think, if I have my party straight. So it's an well, even split. Okay, so then this, this is like after wigs and everything. Yeah, this is and definitely I, after wigs. Okay. This is this is a bipartisan situation here. Okay. Um, yeah, like the, the same, past hundred past hundreds years or so. Four of them were cheerleaders. Uh, one more Woodrow year. Wilson. Nice guess. There'll be some parting gifts for you backstage. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Do you want to keep I guessing? I think Grover, Grover Cleveland You're 0 for 3. was early on. He was in the 1800s. Um, keep going. Over 3. All right, all right, all right. One more. I'll just guess one more. Okay. Um, hmm, mm. Parting. You are like 0 for 4. Darn it. Yeah. Oh, but it's okay. All right. Who? Who? But you. But I'm proud of you for trying and not letting failure stop you. Thank you. Either that or you're stubborn. So, uh, <laughs> President Franklin Roosevelt was really. A, yes. I didn't guess him because he had polio, so I didn't guess. He didn't him. have polio his whole life. All right. Well, I don't. I don't know his <laughs> medical history, but that's. Why I thought I you knew everything. <laughs> that's why you were hired. Uh, he was a cheerleader for Harvard. It's a lot easier when I have the paper in my hand yeah. and I can just read it. And yeah. you're out there like, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> he was a cheerleader for Harvard from 1900 to 1903, later attended Columbia Law School. Wow. He was our 32nd president in the 30s and 40s. Uh, president Eisenhower, and I find this ironic, he was a cheerleader for West Point. That Yeah, that is ironic. You know, you would think like they would not do that sort of thing there. But I guess they... Probably, I'm showing my ignorance. They probably. And then he ended up being one of the best generals. In well, America. he was a five star general. Yeah. How many cheerleaders turned into five star generals? I guess he was. I don't know. What was he first? I guess he would have Did been he a win a Grammy, though? No. I don't think he did. So he's not a complete <laughs> success in my book. He was a huge sports fanatic. He played sports and then he had a knee injury. And so that's, maybe that's why he became That's a exactly why he wanted to stay connected and say, well, if I can't run the ball, smash mouth football, I'm going to cheer. I respect it. Yeah. And then. President George W. W. was the head cheerleader at Phillips Academy his senior year of high school. And then he went to Yale where he was also a cheerleader. Wow. Double. Double win. Is this the father or the son? The son. Okay, thank you. W. as opposed to oh, H.W. I think I knew this. You, you think, oh, yeah, now it's convenient. I know, because I feel like there must have been like an SNL skit of, of regarding this or and something. <laughs> that, would, that would probably lend itself. <laughs> Last but not least, President Reagan was a cheerleader oh, in college. He went that to makes your, sense. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, he has an interesting past. Everybody knows about being an actor and all that. He did stand-up comedy, too. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, Eureka College. So, um, yeah, and he studied sociology and economics and was a cheerleader. So... Those four presidents uh, were the ones, uh, FDR, Eisenhower, George W., and President Reagan. Mm -hmm. So we've learned something today, have we not? Yeah. I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just want you know, it's President's Day was Monday. We did some of this on Monday, but there was so much stuff I researched. And by the end of the show, I'm like, wait, I didn't even use any of it. It was a fun day. We had, I mean, we had a lot of other stuff going on that day and some good calls and all that. So it is the month people, I think, associate February with presidents and all that. So- thought it appropriate we could at least slip that in today so good guessing on your part danny nice work by you thank you and coming up i'm looking forward to having um the daughter well you know what i'm not gonna say it this way i'm gonna say it differently okay um her name is tay and her last name is hasselhoff sounds familiar 
That's yeah, I should have just said that, and then you could have said what you just said. Yeah. Sounds familiar. And then they could have explained. Because the truth is, it's good to be known for being you, mm-hmm. not the daughter of. Right? Are you the son of? Although that's a natural, yes. So her father, uh, David. Mike, uh, David Hasselhoff, was the in a lot of things, including soap operas, The Young and the Restless, and he was uh, a night Rider. He's and, an icon. Yeah. He's he a is. cultural icon, I'd say. My understanding is he was the uh, most watched man in television, the Guinness Book of World Records. I would believe that. So, so that's that. Anyhow, she has kind of a little bit of her dad's DNA in that regard. She's done a lot of, you know, re- she's in some reality TV and all that. And she's in a show uh, tonight uh, on CNBC, and it's called Listing Impossible. And it actually has to do, this is not something most of us will experience, but she's a realtor on a very successful team in Los Angeles. And the goal of the show is to help sell homes that have been on the market for a long time that just aren't selling. And the homes are, uh, you know, people are millionaires and they, they've created a certain thing that might only be important to them. So to try to sell a kidney bean pool to whatever with uh, dragons and stuff, somebody like, that's interesting. I don't want that. Right. And so now how do you go sell that? So that's part of the gist of the show and how do you work all that? Uh, and the stuff I read about her, I thought, you know, she actually would be interesting to talk to. So she's going to join us for a little bit. And then I have a call out to a friend of mine who also is a realtor who's been on the program before. We'll see if we can, he's got a very full day, so I'm not sure if he's going to work or not. But we're going to hopefully have him on and uh, and make that a part of our program. And we may even have one other guest as well. There's a lot going on around here, so we'll go to our first break. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM560, WFIL.com. You can also tune in on the app. Thanks for listening in today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 418, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. So many good things are happening with the radio station. We appreciate your prayers, by the way, for the station. We don't want to take that for granted. And if you had never thought about doing that, please do. Even here or there, that'd be fantastic. One of the latest things that's popped up is the fact that Truth For Life, which follows this program at 5 o'clock with Alistair Begg, you can also catch it in the morning, 5.30. This month actually marks the 25-year anniversary of Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. And to celebrate, WFIL and Truth For Life are teaming up to give away a really cool prize, 123 of their most requested messages from the past decade all on one USB. Super convenient. The messages are full of God's wisdom on practical topics like family, mortality, church life, uh, things like uh, the Bible's authority, the gospel message, theological issues as well, and our hope for eternity. There's even a grand prize in there too. Uh, So get yourself entered if you like by clicking the Truth For Life banner right in our homepage at WFIL.com. Just got a text, by the way, Danny, from our potential second guest. Uh, my friend Rick, and I think it's going to work out for him to join, which would be nice. It'll it'll be a nice one-two punch here. All right? All right. I'm excited. Yeah, for a second, you are mine because your microphone, where, yeah, you are whatever. You're running around. Danny's always running around. I never really know if you're going to be over there when I look over there or not. Yeah, but, I know. I'm an active, I'm yeah. a very active participant of the show. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, you have your Fitbit on or something. You're trying to get some extra <laughs> steps in. I know. I so, got to get my 10,000 somewhere. Yeah, right. So uh, we bring in now, though, very glad to have... Tay Hasselhoff, she is uh, with the high-profile Los Angeles-based real estate agent, uh, Aaron Kerman's team, and uh, has forged a career as a singer, as a, a TV host, an actress, a magazine editor, 
and now a luxury real estate agent and as part of the show uh, called uh, Listing Impossible, which is on Wednesday nights on CNBC. How you doing, Tay? Hello. Hey, good. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So talk about this new series, the uh, Listing Impossible. I was looking through the trailer. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's been quite the ride. Um, we shot this about, I want to say, a year and a half ago. So it's been a long time coming. I'm really excited for kind of, you know, the world to get to see it. It's um, every week for about eight weeks, I want to say, um, and hour-long episodes. And it kind of brings you into the world of L.A. real estate, right? And I think um, for a lot of people that are looking to probably sell their house at one point or are thinking about maybe redesigning the inside of their house, we can bring you into that world and show you from the beginning of how these people, um, these sellers are looking to sell their property. Now, a lot of these properties are completely crazy, overpriced, um, you know, just massive mega mansions. And these sellers really believe that their property is worth, you know, lots of money. And some of them are, but some of them are just been sitting on the market for a year or two years. They're, they're super frustrated. And it, it's heart-wrenching because a lot of these stories, you know, that these people really they need to get rid of their house. You know, it's been a, such a drained-out, uh, hard process for them. So you get to really feel for these that people on the, on the show during the past couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks. And I think it's very eye-opening because, you know, we're very honest. You know, we come in and we explain, you know, why the house hasn't been selling. A lot of brokers will come in there and be like, oh, you know, it's definitely worth $80 million because they want some listing. And I think for us, you know, we're kind of that hard truth that comes in and go, well, you know, I would really hard, hate to say it, but your house is not worth $80 million. Your house is worth, you know, $55 million on a good day, and this is why X, Y, and D. And you don't really know how the seller is going to react, but I do have to say it's all real. I mean, it's completely honest. Uh, these sellers have no idea what we're going to tell them. And, you know, it's, it's kind of an eye-opening experience for them. A lot of them hate it and they don't like us. But a lot of them are really understanding, too. Well, thank you for actually being honest because not one real estate agent has come in here and given us the hard truth. They kind of just suck up to us so they want the listing and, and then it just sits there. So um, you really get to see how we come in and uh, work our magic and uh, get your house sold for you. And that's just by being honest. And I think that's the most important thing in this industry is being completely transparent from the get-go. Um, you don't want to overpromise anything. And you always want to be um, completely upfront with your, you know, your client. And you get to see that on these episodes. Um, it's been pretty, pretty interesting seeing uh, how they react to some. Some cry, some get mad, and some are really, you know, very thankful um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really fun shooting the, the show. Uh, the people on my team are fantastic. When I got into real estate, I had no idea what the real estate world was. Um, and now I can tell you uh, that I would be not happy not being in it. I love it. It is incredible. And, uh, it's just full of a lot of very interesting characters, but I, you know, I came from the marketing entertainment background to so going into real estate kind of is very similar, oddly enough. Yeah. Chat with Tay Hasselhoff. Uh, the new series on CNBC at ten o'clock on Wednesday nights is uh, called "Listing Impossible." And uh, you know, as you're as you're talking about that, so there's a lot of different aspects to this. One is, of course, the the market you're working with are are higher priced, obviously, than most folks who are listening to the show or you know interviews you're doing. But there's stuff to be learned, including what you just said. That whole thing about being honest. Rather than trying to say something somebody wants to hear just to get the listing, because it really that's going to yeah. only lead to frustration for everybody and waste everyone's time. Absolutely, and I think I think in LA it's one of those things where everyone wants to, 
you know, fake it till you make it or, you know, you want to go out there and get as many listings as possible. It's like that's just not the way you work. And, and you, you've got to really understand that when you're selling someone's house, you're, you know, that's a huge part of their life. that They have a lot of time and sweat that they put into making this house how they want it to be, that you really got to handle it um, carefully. And you want that person to feel like they're in real loving hands. Um, and so, you know, a lot of those real estate shows out there, I think, make it seem like, oh, you know, you get these huge listings and we sell them like candy. It's super easy. It's not like that. You know, it's, it really is a process. And um, I, I think that was the, the whole premise of why Aaron wanted to be on CNBC, because we wanted people to really look at it as a business um, and really understand that we lose listings all the time. We get listings all the time. You know, it's not gumdrops and lollipops over here. You know, real estate is a grind. It's a hustle and a grind. And even though we are, you know, ranked by even Forbes magazine and Wall Street Journal as the number one team in Southern California, we still, you know, are fighting other agents for properties, but we do it in the honest way. We really are a team that um, upholds integrity and honesty. And I think that's why CNBC was really in, in, uh, thrilled and excited to kind of show that journey and how we are um, as a team. Okay, Hasselhoff is our guest. Uh, she's part of the CNBC news series called Listing Impossible, 10 o'clock Wednesday nights, including tonight. We'll continue our chat in just a second. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 428, the Tim DeMoss Show. How's it going? Forecast calling for a sunny rest of the afternoon. Breezy slash windy. When does it become windy instead of just breezy? 53, the high. Clear night, low 25. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. High only 38. Flyers won 5-1 over Columbus last night. Five different Flyers scoring, including Travis Konechny, his 20th on the year. He had a couple of assists as well. Kevin Hayes and Sean Couturier, their 18th each. Carter Hart with 28 saves on 29 shots. They're at Columbus tomorrow night at 7. And it won't be long before the Phillies are in action doing the spring training thing. I think their openers this coming Saturday afternoon at 1. Thinking warm thoughts. They'll be playing Detroit on uh, Saturday. Chat with Tay Hasselhoff. The uh, CNBC series is new called Listing Impossible. Um, one day I was doing a quick clean out of the house. I took a bunch of stuff out of the basement, an impromptu garage sale just to kind of declutter. Wound up selling a large mm-hmm. mirror for 40 bucks. And um, this woman right. snapped it up and took it away. And I was like, good, it's out of the house. And I thought, maybe I probably priced that too low because I was just trying to get stuff out. When it comes to doing your work, the stakes are so much higher than that. But the feeling, so talk about just for a second what it's like to actually do that job well, because there is a lot on the line if you under or overprice something by hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. What kind of pressure is that? What do you do to help make sure you do a great job with it? You know, here's the deal. is is A lot of these sellers put in so much money into their house. A lot of them are new new developments. Um, They're beautifully designed, but they put in a little bit too much money. I don't think that they actually budgeted it correctly. And that's one of the biggest things is that they are calculating all the money that they put into their property as uh, their price tag. So we kind of have to come in and go, listen, how much did you actually spend? And we weren't part of that process when you guys were designing your house or putting the finishing touches. So if we would have been able to do it from start to finish, we would have been able to budget and help them tremendously save thousands of dollars. But a lot of these people really don't know how to budget money. And, you know, that's just natural. It's like you come in, you're excited to design this house or property for yourself or to sell one day, um, but sometimes you just get a little bit carried away, and we just kind of have to be the bad cop. Like, listen, 
sorry that we weren't there to kind of help guide you during this development process or when you wanted to change the floors to, you know, a $100,000 floor to these crazy ceilings, we could have advised you otherwise. Um, yeah. There was really nothing we could do at that moment. We, we need to help sell them their house, and so we've got to give them the hard truth of, like, we kind of screwed up a bit, you know. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, they're just not going to get the price that they want, and some sellers will just go screw you guys, whatever. We're going to hold out for years to come until we get that one buyer, or we'll have people that are really genuinely, like, thankful. And, you know, it's kind of a harsh reality check for them. Like, you know, they end up thinking, why did I do all this work? Why did I put so much money into things that are just so kind of stupid sometimes, in my opinion? Yeah. Um, but at the time, it worked for them, and they just kind of have to face the harsh truth that they're just not going to make that money back and it's not going to be that huge price uh, point that they wanted to be. But they're still going to make money. It's just sometimes when you sell your house, you have that certain... A number in your head, and if sure. you don't get that, you don't know how to veer away. So. Well, I know from what I've read, you, you're someone who really wants to help people. So, it's, and it's evident that we're, yeah. the way you're talking about it. what got you in this in the first place. It was something with your that came up out of the blue with your mom or something I had read about, and and then that led you to the yeah. passion to help people. Absolutely, I think for me, um, I've always felt like in life I have a purpose into helping people, and and um, I've always been the girl that everyone kind of relied on and leaned on growing up. Um, And I think for me with real estate, what I found during my mom's uh, move into her new house, it didn't end well. You know, she didn't really, she trusted her agent so much. And um, it turned out to be such an awful situation where she moved into this house. You know, we weren't in town during the inspections, but we really knew this guy we thought pretty well and spoke to him on the phone. He said, oh, inspections went great. Everything is fine. We're closing after this week. We moved in. I mean, in those same week that we moved in um, to this new property, she was told by the city that her house was unpermitted um, and was built on a chemical gas line. She's going to have to basically demolish her whole new house she just moved into and pay thousands and thousands of dollars in fines. And I guess that's the reason why the price was so cheap, and that's the reason why the seller was trying to sell so badly because he didn't want to pay these fines. And we had no idea about this, but as the agent, that's kind of their job to protect the client um, and let them know everything that's going on. But I realized that Commission Breath came in, and he wanted his paycheck. And after that, we never heard from him. He completely ghosted us. And it was awful seeing the situation my mom got in. So that really sparked my interest. And you got to, how can people do this to people? You know, just watching her whole life get turned upside down and having to really move everything that same week back into her old house, take it off the market. Um, and that's what made me start to read as much as I possibly could in turn and learn about real estate. Um, and I fell in love with it, and I wanted to be that person that people could really rely on and trust and not have to have that lingering feeling of, like, do they have my best interests at heart? Are they just trying to sell me this house because they want commission? Or are they really, like, looking out for me and want, um, you know, to make this experience um, something they could always remember? Um, and that's, that's really how I dove into the deep end of real estate. Tay, thank you so much for taking time. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. You as well. Bye, Tay. It's Tay Hasselhoff with the high-profile Los Angeles-based real estate agent, Erin uh, Kerman's team. Uh, she has been a singer, a TV host, actress, magazine editor, now a luxury real estate agent. And um, she's on CNBC's new series called Listing Impossible, which is 10 o'clock on Wednesday nights, an eight-part series, uh, episodes, I should say. And uh, she's on including that tonight. So it's a different kind of a thing. I know most of us are not buying uh, you know, huge mansions, but it's interesting, uh, the, the integrity part and wanting to help people part, no matter what level of service that you're involved in in your life. And so uh, that was interesting to hear Tay talk about that. 
Her father, uh, David Hasselhoff, of course, we mentioned was, was a very, and you know, still is, famous actor, uh, maybe the most watched man ever in television history, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. So uh, she, you know, I didn't get a chance to, she's doing a lot of interviews today, so we get a chance to talk about that part of it. But in a way, I don't really care, in a, in a sense, because Tay's her own person. And so I think it, uh, it, you know, she's had to deal, I've read about, she has had to deal with, yeah, I guess people ask me and I'll talk about it, but... Her dad even said, yeah, you can use my name, but you're, you're you, so do that. And I think that's a, a wise piece of advice. We are looking forward to, after our break, actually switching gears and having um, a gentleman named Rick Gazzandi join us. And he is a realtor locally, and he's been on with us once or twice before and used to be on uh, years ago. And uh, he's got a lot of insight to drop, especially as spring comes and people are listing homes. Just the topic of, you know, that that whole world. Uh, we'll chat with him for just a few minutes. He's super busy today, but says, if you call me at 439, I can come on for seven minutes. <laughs> so that's what's coming up. And we have some more China Garden party winners to make this hour. It's all part of the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 439, the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Thanks for tuning in today. We now bring in who I predict will become the future official realtor of this program one day. The world-famous Rick Gazzandi. Hey, Tim. I could only hope. Yeah, I know. I thought you were going to say Mr. America, but that's okay. Well, prior to you being on, we had uh, Tay Hasselhoff on, her father, David Hasselhoff, who I know you get confused with often, right? I mean, people will will say. So, no, but she does this reality show on, on Wednesday nights. It's called Listing Impossible, and they're selling... You know, multi-million dollar homes someone poured tons of dough into that are very customized to their particular taste. And now they're going to sell and they can't really sell it because no one wants the triple headed dragon fountain out front and the uh, staircase made out of whatever. So I'm sure in your day, although maybe you're not selling, you know, eight figure homes, although I don't know. What's the biggest home you've ever sold? Is that is that something that crosses your desk every now and again or? Or... The biggest home I sold was uh, in the two point five million range. Okay, that's yeah, a good chunk Bucks of change. County. Like in Bucks County. Okay. Yeah, I was in Bucks County. Yep. Yeah. Well, so well, Mike, that was a good day. Well, <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, one of the questions I I uh, asked her, and I thought I'd ask you because it would apply regardless, uh, even if it's not something that huge, is how do you list a home properly? Uh, because you know, if you're off by. 10000 20000 you don't want to leave money on the table, and you don't want to also overprice it. Now, no one's, like, buying it, and I'm sure you can adjust, of course. But what goes into making a decision and, and, you know, being good enough on the front end to do it right the first time? Right. So the trick is when you go on a listing appointment is when, when you're talking to your potential seller, you know, you give them your, your marketing program, you know, here's what we're going to do to sell your home. You know, maybe you give some recommendations for decluttering, you know, painting walls, stuff like that. But it really comes down to how much. Like I always tell my clients, you know, if you price it correctly from the beginning, you're going to get the most money. You know, asking more doesn't get you more. In fact, it's the opposite. You ask too <laughs> right. much, you get less. But I want you know, 500 the market, million. <laughs> right. You know, people think, well, I'll ask more, I can always come down. No, it doesn't work that way. The buyers are, are, are you know, consumers today, they have all the information you know, they know what homes are worth. So they see it on online. 
and the photos look good, the price looks right, they're going to come to your house and buy it that day, and you'll probably get multiple offers. But if you're overpriced, we'll just sit there and look at it online and look at it and look at it, and it'll just sit. Yeah, and then you have to deal with the stigma, I guess, of it being around for a long time. And uh, so that's another story. I'm, seeing, I'm sure you see all kinds of paths. Uh, Rick Gazzandi is our guest. He's owner-operator, Remax Legacy, and Chalfont. And um, on that, on that, just uh, this, uh, it's curious for me when when um, mm-hmm. someone has come to you and said, oh, "You know, I like the price." Maybe that, maybe the same day, and you're like, "Oh, good. Well, oh, maybe I could have gotten more." Um, doesn't look good. I mean, technically, a homeowner could change their mind, but it doesn't look good for. The, it's kind of like a bad etiquette thing, and that's different than being under contract. I'm sure. So. Does that happen sometimes? People are they're, they're kind of wishing. Not well. really. Okay. No. We'll, we'll have, the, the market the market will correct itself. So if if you somehow underpriced it, you know, say you priced it at three hundred, and you should have been at three twenty nine or something like that, you'll get three offers for three thirty. Okay. You know, so the, that, the, the, the market will correct itself. Yeah. If you're if you're really that far off, there, there could be even like a little bit of a bidding war, like someone comes sure. and gets it and then other people are like i'll give you ten thousand more that actually happened to my brother one time he was going to buy a house near us and there are people who mm-hmm. overbid him and that for more than they were asking so i guess yeah okay that's interesting to know that um and that's the market we're in right now tim just so you know i mean there's there's not a whole lot of inventory and inventory that's you know priced correctly it, it's i mean it's gone i i showed a house last night first hour on the market 14 show 14 showings per the agent Whoa. and at least three offers the next day so I'm actually one of the offers, you know, my clients, and we're we're hoping and praying that we'll get it, but we'll see. Wow. Well, I know, yeah. and I know spring's not far off. Which this is this the, really where people's minds start thinking about cleaning stuff out? Maybe we should move. Maybe we should downsize. Is this just so people are aware if they're trying to start thinking that direction and they want to get their minds in the right spot? Is is this about when things are going to get busy for you and? Yeah, uh, and all that. Okay. Yes. So this is the perfect time to think about getting on the market because ideally you want to be listed, you know, early March, something like that. Okay. And that's you know that's when the buyers are out. You know, everyone's kind of getting tired of the winter, and you know that's when people want to make the move. So it's a, really a great time to get your house on the market. And truthfully, even as a buyer, you know, right now there's not a whole lot of inventory. Soon you're going to see a lot more inventory. Okay, and that also Real probably soon. that probably makes sense because then people figure if they're going to be making a transition, summer's available to them, and they have those mm-hmm. summer months to to flip from where they are to where they're going. Yeah, most people right. Most people want to start looking now, and they want to get under contract soon so they can settle right May, June, July, something like that. Back to the first question, just for a second, the importance of you know being honest up front too um, with the house. That, that's what Tay was mentioning earlier in our conversation this hour that despite people wanting to hear one thing, the importance of being honest up front with the good, bad, and ugly so that you're not wasting anybody's time. And if, if they're still insisting on, no, they want to find a realtor that's going to offer, get them this much money, then you wish them well and move on your way. Is it Has it ever been tempting for you? You've been doing this for how many years? 25 years now or something? You know, yeah, 25 years this week, actually. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to... <laughs> you and Alistair Begg. <laughs> yeah, you too. Alistair Begg's coming mm-hmm. up at five o'clock and his ministry is 25 years old this month too. So look at okay. you guys. Are you Alistair yeah, Begg? Yeah. I've never seen you in the same room together. So, uh, <laughs> but, but have you felt pressure over the years? I mean, uh, I know you're a man of integrity and that's why I'm glad to have you on, um, among mm-hmm. other things, but you know, or, or just the real pressure of anybody who's in sales or in any kind of work to, to make a sale, to move forward in their business, to want to say, uh, I'll tell them higher and I'll figure out a way to make it work later uh, rather than 
here's really what I think it it, it should be, and the or or, or right. yeah, right. So, yep. So early on, one of the ways I, I was taught was get the listing at any cost. It doesn't matter. List it if they want a high price, just take it. You can always reduce it and reduce it and reduce it. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I can't do that. You know, I, I want to be truthful from the beginning. Say, here's where I think you should list it for. Here's the range of where I think we can sell for. And if they like it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. And I've lost listings because I was too low, you know. But I, you know, I, I would watch the listing and see that okay, I was right after all. But yeah, I, I've lost listings because I went in at an honest number instead of what someone else said, fifty thousand more. Yeah, yeah. But, but I've never been tempted to, to mess around with the numbers. Nah, no way. Well, you know, as, as Tay was talking earlier, and as you're talking now, there's a, a scripture that comes to mind: Proverbs twelve nineteen which is really a powerful verse. It says, truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Mm. And when I've said that yeah. to my kids, I'm like, you know what? If you, or to myself, the, the, the second you feel like bailing yourself out with a lie, it lasts for the exact second your mouth is moving. Mm. And then everything after you pivot past that is, is nothing. It's it's emptiness, it's death, it's wrong, it's guilt, it's hiding. Truthful lips endure forever. So I it's a, it's another check mark in the box for for saying I want to be honest right now even if you don't like what you're going to hear and this is cuz this is solid you can count on this. Yeah, think about it. We're we're all of us, we're all in the relationship business, right? We're just building relationships. You know, we're trying to honor God and build relationships because I'll get a referral from that person if I treat them right. So, you know, you, you just want to treat people right. It's really not that complicated. Yeah. Rick Izzandi, kind enough to take time out of a very busy afternoon. And uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to have you on again. It's great to pick your brain. I know you've helped friends of ours, and uh, I've known you for a long time. So it's it's great to just get some insight into these things, especially it's uh, one thing to know your craft, too, and, and in addition to being a man of God and someone who's who's honest. Uh, to also right. know what you're talking about. So those are, that's a great combination. So thanks for carving a little time out of your afternoon. And I think you have more paperwork to get to, get over to, right? And then yeah, a, man. Maybe, a toma- yes, maybe a tomato pie in your future tonight? Always. Well, I had it Saturday. <laughs> Gaetas in Northeast Philly. Castor Ave. Sorry. <laughs> I had to give them a plug. <laughs> I, I see you on... pie in the world. I think about 30, 30% of your posts on Facebook, at least, have to do with... <laughs> This pie, this pasta, this red something, you know, like it's always tomato pie. Yeah. Oh, is it Not really? Oh, yeah. So if you ever, if you know me, it's like if I can, if I see tomato pie anywhere, I order it. That's always that's how I gauge it all. Okay. Like tomato pie. That's Not like pizza. Tomato pie. You're okay with pizza, but the tomato pie is. Like, I love pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love pizza, but tomato pie will truly change your life. Like good tomato pie. Wow, that sounds very. Yeah. That's inspiring. It should be on a poster somewhere. Speaking of relationships, you know? Yeah. Well, Love my tomato pie. That's it. All right, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. All right, brother. Catch you again later. All right, man. Thanks, right, Ben. I'll you. talk to you. All right, All right. That's Rick Gazzandi, Remax Legacy and Shao Fund. He's a longtime friend, and he joined us about this time last year, too, and just a guy that, uh, you know, after we had Tay Hasselhoff on earlier this hour, who's with a, uh, a, a law f- um, a uh, a realtor firm, very high-profile deal out in Los Angeles, and she's part of a reality show that's on CNBC tonight. I thought, let me call Rick up and see if he has a second to just to piggyback off something, because although I don't know what Tay's belief system is, um, she said something that I think that Rick echoed 
which I think is important no matter who you are and what you believe in terms of your, you know, spiritually speaking, where you come, where you're coming from. And I say that because I know not every single person listening to this station is a Christian, um, that being honest and being honest up front and quickly is wise. There's a scripture verse I mentioned, Proverbs 12, 19, a little while ago, which, which speaks to that uh, as a Christian that I go to a lot. There's so much wisdom in that. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. That moment that's just bailing you out in that second. And that's it. Proverbs 12, 19. Uh, I don't know if Tay has ever heard that verse or not, but but what she had to say made a ton of sense and wanting to be honest because you're, you're doing a real service to somebody. There's another scripture in Proverbs that says an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. And it's really true. If you're, if you're able to say something hard sometimes to somebody, uh, you know, that in a kind way, of course, but honest, they're going to appreciate that rather than, you know what a good, than not, you know what a good experiment might be. I, I just, I'm just thinking this out loud. It'd be like to get a, you know, let, let's say I have a poppy seed bagel. All right, I'm going to throw this gift. I'm, I, I could have done this as an experiment, Danny, but I'm going to mention it to you and let people do this if they wish. Something where, let's say, you got a poppy seed bagel, and you know how the, the, the black seeds will come off, right? Yeah. And they come off in your teeth. So let's say I planted some bo- poppy seed bagel seeds in my teeth. Yeah. So if I smiled, it would really look like, what's up with that? Right. I'm curious if I did that let's say tomorrow morning at the station and then I'm walking around and, and I purposely kind of smile or laugh. Yeah. I'd be curious if anybody would say anything to me. Really? I think people would. I don't know. I'm a very honest person. Anyone who knows me knows that I am honest to the brutal point. (laughs) Okay. I mean, don't come to me and asking if, your butt looks good in those pants because I'll tell you the honest truth. Well, I'm not going to ask you that question, but I get the idea. So, but you, yeah. but unsolicited, like if you were to smile and you had I a still think, salad no, in the middle of your two front teeth and you didn't know it. I, I've told people because if I were the person that had something in my teeth, yeah. I would want someone to tell me yeah. because I've been in those moments where I was with someone and then three hours later I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, right. I had spinach in my teeth this entire day right. and no one's told me. And that's that. In the end, is a great example of how some. I thought that the other. It was a couple months ago. It happened. I was in the bathroom and I looked and I was like, I had, I had something in my teeth. I'm like, I was just in a, me- a meeting or so, I don't know what somebody. Yeah. So did you not think I was going to eventually see that I have this and then realize, do the math? I was just with you and you didn't say anything. Right. So and does, I think a lot of people get embarrassed to tell someone that of they course. have something. You don't want to hurt somebody's teeth. feelings. That's the whole hang up on right. telling the truth. But I would want to, I would want someone to tell me, so I always tell someone. But that's only that's if you think you think the other person is willing to receive it. If you think that they're going to get their feelings hurt, or they don't take criticism. They might take it as a criticism when you're just trying to help. So, but the the point is, I, I'm glad that that's true for you, and I think it is a, a wise thing. And uh, Rick was talking about that. And when it comes to listing a home, if you're going to try to sell your house and you think this is how much it's going to go for, it should go for, and uh, you know, a dishonest person might. Say, oh yeah, yeah, we can get you four hundred thousand. When in the realtor's mind, it's really only two seventy five, and they're they're just trying to get your business under contract. And then eventually, they know they're going to have to drop it all the way down to where it was supposed to be in the first place. 
So anyhow, it's a, it's a good reminder to all of us, to myself, I know, to to want to be honest and to to act with integrity, uh, decision by decision, and that's a solid foundation that you can walk on. We have, um, you know, we have some winners we still have to make for the China Garden Party, so we have just enough time to do that uh, as soon as the break is done here. We'll go to break, come back, and make those winners for our party, which is this coming Sunday. Very excited about it uh, at China Garden in Willow Grove. We'll explain more about that in a moment. And don't forget... You can get the podcast of today's show at WFIL.com a little bit after 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, somewhere in there, uh, which will have both Tay Hasselhoff and Rick Gazzani, who's a local realtor, been at this for 25 years and sharing his wisdom and insight, too. More coming up. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.57 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. This coming Sunday is our listener party. Looking forward to it very much. China Garden Inn in Willow Grove, noon till 3. Very delicious and affordable buffet going. Nine ninety-five adults, five ninety-five kids, twelve and under. Come whenever you can. Leave when you must. We'll have some prizes to hand out. No reservations are needed. Uh, and we do have some spots at the table to give away and a table of four buffets as well. If you want to try your hand at that, just go to WFIL.com, click the contest tab, and get entered right there. I want to congratulate Teresa and Warminster and Terry and Ben Salem. Just drew their names to win a spot at the table. Looking forward to that very much to seeing Teresa and Terry. We have more winners to make tomorrow and Friday. And the opportunity to win actually goes through Saturday. So check it out over the weekend if that's when you have an opportunity to do so. Uh, on another note, um, for those who are you know, listening to the program, the podcast I mentioned before the break, they're on our homepage at WFIL.com right now. It's like they're easy, super easy to find. They weren't hard to, too hard to find before, but now they're right there at WFIL.com. You can scroll through the list, help yourself, let a friend know about the broadcast or a couple of friends help the program go if you would. And we definitely appreciate your prayers. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer. Speaking of which, next and Truth for Life with Alistair Beg at 5. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.